You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. We got another episode with a guest. I love this dude to death. We got connected oh, like a year, year and a half ago at a at a Limitless event over up at Keaton's house. We had a good conversation around the fire, smoking yes, a cigar, sir. Drinking, yes, sir. drinking some good drinks or whatever we're doing. Um, but dude, um, you know, introducing Jason Nemes. Jason, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here, man. It's so grateful for you. It's been a long time coming. It has been. We've been talking about it, I think, since the day that we met. Yeah. That night we were talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And we always want to do it in person. Yes. Um, but, dude, you're an unbelievable human being. One, I think you're the, one of the coolest you've ever met. You <laughs> have the biggest that. heart I've ever seen out of anybody. And you've crushed it uh, in an industry that I'm super uber jealous about because I ne- I did the same thing and never got to, and never did. I mean, I did okay, but never to what you're doing in network marketing. You're a best selling author, a TEDx speaker, dude. That's yes, huge, man. And you speak all over the country on leadership and different principles. And, you know, some of your story we'll get into in a little bit on what you went through in, in some trials and tribulations in your life and kind a lot of, of those. that transformation. But, yep. dude, I'm so excited to have this conversation because, like, we spoke together at Rogue World. Yes. You did an unbelievable job. Thank you, you as well. Like, dude, and he doesn't you. even prepare. No, it's like, he just, I was like, he, it was like five minutes before he didn't even know what he was talking about. No, I think we were we were dude, in the back and like, I remember I was like, dude, I just got the gift of gab. I remember like jumping up and down, getting ready, and like the guy coming up to me, um, one of the guys, and Dusky was like, hey, like we don't have your slides, and I'm right. like. I don't have any slides. I'm still trying to figure out yeah. what I'm going to say. And then Dusky's <laughs> like, what are you, what are you speaking on? I was like, I have no idea. Seriously. And that's when they announced my name and like I went right up there and just felt and it. And crushed it. Thank you. Thank yes, you. I appreciate it. No, it was probably one of the most fun speaking. It was dope. It was I've cool ever, time. ever had. So can't wait to do it, do it again. So, but I want to get into your story, you know, growing up and then get into this industry with network marketing and things that you did and like things you've been able to accomplish within the industry and then kind of branch out from there and just have a great conversation. So Sounds good. Take Let's it away. Yeah, so as he said, uh, name is Jason Nemes, and from Plano, Texas. Had a pretty good upbringing. I mean, my parents were great. They were split apart, but they co-parented very well. And I was never used to like get at the other parent, which I I thank them to till this day. That's awesome. Yeah, because I know that's not the case for a lot of people out there. Right. And yeah, I went to college uh, a little bit later on, and I got a BBA in economics in North Texas. And I realized being in that industry, it sorry, being in the corporate world, I'll say, it wasn't going to provide the life that I wanted. And there's nothing wrong with corporate. I mean, if you're doing something you love and you have peace of mind, I always say that's the ultimate goal. But for me, I wanted more. And what I was doing within the corporate sector wasn't going to provide that for me. Right. And so I ended up running into a buddy of mine that I said no to for the four and a half years. And I saw the person that he had become. I saw the house that he had. You need like a panoramic of the house. It was so huge. Really? And the multiple six figure cars in the driveway. And I was like, well, he's doing something that I need to know about. So the next day I tried the products and 
I obviously I saw what was possible with the company and I was like, man, his plan is better than my plan. Right. Like I, I did the college route and now I got into corporate and I'm just not really feeling it. And I'm interested in what he's got going because he's living the life that I want to live. Right. And it's okay to be a copycat as long as you copy the right cat. For sure. And for so sure. I, I got going full force. I mean, I tried the products, fell in love with them and then the rest was history. I can't do network marketing is a wild, a wild ride. And man, it's not easy. No, there, it's there's not. a major stigma, yeah. as you know, major <laughs> stigma with the industry. It's just because people aren't really educated. And now there are some companies out there that you do need to watch out for. Right. But when you get with a good one that's been around for a while, that does things right. Those are the companies you want to be with. Right. Right. So. No, for sure. There, there's really, I mean, like you said, like the biggest thing with the industry is exactly what you hit on before is the change that you saw in them. Right. Yeah. It, it, it really does. Like it, I would say like, look, the industry, the network marketing is basically a self-development program with products with and products, compensation. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It's, it's or the service. change that, the, yeah, those services, the change that happens is insane. Like when I was deep in it, you know, you were always reading books. You're always talking to people. You're out there's always, and then now you're starting to run a team and like, it starts to, you see how like the business operates and different things. And yep. now like you start to grow. And, you know, I started when I was 18, 19 years old, I, I think. I was 27. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And, um, you know, it was, it was crazy. Like being 19, being one of the top earners in the company, freaking speaking around different things. And you're over here cool. saying you're jealous of me. Well, I was a top runner in a very small company, in a very, very small company, but it was still really great experience. And like, dude, it taught me how to talk to anybody. I didn't care who you were. I could talk to you. Dude, it teaches you skills that you can take with you forever. And most corporations don't teach that kind of stuff. I mean, network marketing is such an incredible platform to do whatever you want. I mean, the skills and everything that you learn with it is second to none, I would say. For sure. Have you found yourself like taking a lot of those principles of self-development and network marketing to everything else you've done? Absolutely. I mean, that's what led me to writing the book and becoming a best-selling author. That's what's led me to speaking on stages all over the world. Actually, I've been in Australia. I've been in Canada. I'm doing Dubai in February. I got asked to speak in Dubai in February and uh, doing TEDx tomorrow, which is probably the biggest speaking platform in the world. TEDx is huge. Yeah. I mean, you you say TEDx or TED Talks to anybody and they know know what that is, right? So, and that was all a result of the person I've become through Herbalife and the opportunity that was there for me. That's awesome, man. I, I same way, like, you know, when, when I was in the industry and then, you know, got with the RV dealership, yep. it was real awkward because I never told anybody for two years we had the RV dealership <laughs> while building the network marketing business, because that's it's funny. one of those things they don't want to see. It's like, you're see, all in, you do this and that's it. Yeah. They don't want to <laughs> yeah. see their quote unquote leader, right. like, you know, getting well, I mean, if you're the top, industry. you're the leader. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, for a couple of years, we didn't say anything and then it kind of fizzled away. And then I was like, okay, I'm all in the RV industry, yeah. but I miss the speaking. I miss like the self-development. I miss the books. I miss even how you pay people because you know, you, if, if you help people succeed, you'll get paid, right? Like yeah. if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Right. And I love that, you know, in compensation. And so I've been able to take some of that in our RV, you know, company and do a lot of like the incentive trips, a lot yep. of the competitions, a lot of the compensation. Rewarding plans. people. Exactly. For a behavior that makes sense for everybody. Great. Makes sense for me. Makes sense for the manager. Makes sense for the director, the GM, the the every employee. And everybody, everybody's winning. Yeah. We all grow together. It's, it's all win. Like I used to say like, oh, it's a win-win situation. Well, if there's three parties, a win-win means someone loses. Correct, right. If it's an all-win situation and we all win, we all 
help each other. And even across, you know, different departments and different dealerships, like we're all, we're all, you know, those rising tide raises. Yeah. That's, that's the best culture you can have. Yeah. Well, cause we're, I want to run in the same direction. Like right. I, I don't want people to have different goals and different, like you might adjust things per store cause it's a little bit well, different. It's the ever, overall but, mission yeah. of the company and everybody's bought in on the vision. Yeah, even book and, clubs. Yeah. We've done book clubs that. and people yeah. are like, it's RVs, bro. I'm like, look, leadership is leadership. It doesn't matter. That's right. And now, you know, we have our own managers and own people running their own book clubs. And like, that's the coolest thing in the world. Like, I went there cool. the other day, they're reading a new book and I'm like, man, that like that. Well, and they're me. leading the book club and it puts them into a leadership role and they yeah. feel a little bit more important and then they'll perform better in work. And so it's For just, sure. it's all relevant. For all sure. Relevant. Oh, it, in leadership, even at home, like it, the, being like, like you said before, becoming a better person in all facets of life yes. is extremely important. So I feel good in my heart that if I help them, you know, at work, maybe it'll help them at home. Kind of like, you know, with Andy Elliott, like it's funny because every time you talk to Andy, he's always more worried about your home life than he is your work life. And I'm like, bro, I need some help in my work. Bro. But how is your home life? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he, like he, I was like, Hey, I want you to do this sales, you know, stuff for our dealerships. And he's like, that's great. Let me talk to your wife. I'm like, what does my wife have to do with that? He's like, well, I want to talk to her to see if she's bought in with you because you're going to be going to these conferences once a month. And I want her to come and your kids to come no matter what. Well, it's so like, fascinating. What? That is really fascinating because yeah. I don't know about how other people are, but I do. And it sounds like you're the same, but uh, the way that I am when like home life, you're in a relationship and things aren't good. Man, it just, it messes with me in all aspects. Oh, for sure. It's like the one, like I can have all these things going on in my business and I can still be level-headed and function and like think clearly. But when there's issues at the house, it just messes with me. Oh, for sure. And it's, it's like, it sucks. Oh, I, it, I mean, I've been does. through it sucks. You know, bad relationships. Yeah. You know, I got divorced. Even, you know, that was, you know, not, it really wasn't as horrible as it sounds. But, you know, I've had ups and downs in my wife. And when we're, you know, in a weird spot, it's a you're weird You're showing spot. up to different at work. You're just, yep. you're, it's just not the same. Yeah. And like, he's made me really, really focus like everything at home. And it was crazy. I was like, dude, I've never had a sales trainer ask me for my wife's oh, number yeah. to be like, call be like, Hey, she has to be hundred percent on board. I'm like, look, like, I know this is kind of our thing, but like, why does she have to be on board? And he was like, that's where you're wrong. And he was like, he ripped me apart. See, it's these things that separate him from everybody else. Exactly. Like Jackie's always there. I've met his kids. Yeah. I've met like everywhere he goes, they all go, They're which all, I think yep. is super it's, cool. It's great. Um, you know, it's a goal for me. Like, you know, he, he was giving me a hard time this last time I was in Phoenix okay. and Mikel, my wife wasn't there. I was like, bro, you said that the only way she could miss is if she was in labor and she just had the baby a week ago. He was like, you're here. And I'm like, I thought I was going to get in trouble. So you should be. Happy. Yeah. He's yeah. like, ah, okay. So he, uh, he's like, okay, like we'll give her a pass on this one. But yeah. he's like texting me like, Hey, you know, I got two seats for you guys. Like make sure we're that's good. All, that's we awesome. got babysitters. Yeah. If you need them, they got full time. Now. Like, dude, they take care of family there so much. And it, it got me thinking about culture and me about like, like family is one of our values at, at, at the, the dealerships. And so like this year, I'm like, hey, like we're going to do our Christmas party, end of the year party, whatever, whatever you want to call it, I call it a Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, hey, I want to do like a barbecue style or like a party style, but I want spouses and I want kids. Everybody. And everybody was like, wait, what? And because we generally have done like a luncheon at the dealership during work. That, dude, that's not fun. That's no. No. They're at work. They're busy. That's Customers the Christmas coming party? In. Yeah, that's the a Christmas party. party. That's a holiday party. <laughs> And so I'm like, look, like I want to do it on like a Saturday night. I want to have this. Yes, I want to have like that. Like an actual like, party yeah, and like, celebrate and have fun with each other. Exactly. Like this year has been super rough. I want to celebrate, you know, getting through the winter. It's been, it's been whatever. Like we, we, this has been absolute hell yeah. and everybody feels it. Everybody wears it on their sleeve, which I appreciate because they take ownership of what they do. But 
how's the spouse feeling? Right. They've never met me. I'm, I, I don't know what they say about me or whatever. What, and their kids. And that's about like what Andy was talking about. That's how is their home life. Right. Because if their home life isn't good, that when they show up to work for you, the culture is right. going to be off. Like Andy literally was sitting down with me. He's like, I got a question for you, Jason. I was like, what's up, dude? He's like, what do you think your manager's people like, you know, you have your general manager, then you have their the sales manager. Okay. He's like, what do you think the sales manager wife thinks of the GM? I'm like, I have no idea. Never he's thought like, about he's that. He's like, you need to go find out. Right. I'm like, whoa. He's like, you need to take people out. Like, hey, when you say, when you go celebrate a sales, a salesman's like salesman of the month. So, hey, ask your wife, you know, take, let's take you and your wife out to lunch. Right. Like, see if she can get off work. Let's go to lunch. He's always about including everybody. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. wow, that's super cool because. You know, he's like, if you have your spouse by, if the spouse is bought into your mission, like that person's, you know, in the middle, like the you're golden they're, they're because they're solidified. If they right. go home and complain, then the spouse is an advocate for you saying, Hey, you know, if Jason asks you to do this, do it because of all these right. reasons. Look, look what he's trying to accomplish. Boom, boom, boom. But if they're in like, the complete opposite, you can tear apart a company for sure. And Andy's like, dude, like, I'm like, Whoa, that's crazy. He's like, when he does his interviews, he actually makes his, uh, the, the people's spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, and they, the kids come interview with them. I, I love was like, it. dude, you're, I mean, Andy's, he's an animal. Andy's bro. an animal. I love he's it. been a huge blessing in my yeah. life to teach me a lot about these things. So, you know, you got network marketing going on. Um, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur. You're going to, you're, 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 you're grinding. You're doing, you know what you're doing your thing. Like you're doing unbelievable right. you know, work out there. That I love watching you on social media. You're always all over the place. Um, let's talk about, the heart attack yeah because that affected you in a way it was a paradigm shift in my life like you couldn't even imagine yeah really that i i can't even imagine pivotal moment in my that. life man I mean, we i mean i guess well we talked about this before we kind of had the same thing because when i like ended up in the hospital had cardiac arrest with all you know stuff that i had going on it was a it was a huge like bro what, what are you doing right huge huge wake-up call and you know i, I love you know, hearing your story about it and, and oh, dude, it's yeah. crazy. Easter with Easter, family, yeah. um, you know, driving home. Like, and dude, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. It's tugs on the heartstrings for sure. Yeah. And people always ask like, dude, how is it that somebody who is in as great of shape as you are and so young, I was 34. I've actually had two heart attacks. Gosh, um, how is it that you've like, and you're so healthy. How, how is that possible? You're so young. You're so right. healthy, so fit. And I suffered from addiction like crazy. Really? Yeah. And most people never knew. They had no idea. I was so good at keeping it under the radar. Really? And I had the network marketing business. So the checks are just coming every month. So I didn't have like a lot of major responsibility. Right. So I could do what I was doing, sleep when I needed to sleep. And man, I'll tell you, and this is a lot of stuff that I'll be talking at TEDx about, but I don't think the episode is going to drop tonight. Nope, so right. we can talk about it. Right. Um, Man, a lot of times the choices that we make, the results that are attached to those choices, it sometimes the results are immediate and sometimes they take days and months. In my case, it was years. Right. And I would have my blood work done every year and everything would always come back perfect. So I'm like, I don't understand how people are having strokes and heart attacks and dying from drugs. Like I have major substance abuse and every, like all my blood work is fine. Like I don't, right. I, I just didn't make sense to me. Right. But like I was saying, sometimes the results take a little bit of time sometimes to catch up to you. Right. right. So, so I, I had some things happen. I discovered that I had had a heart attack cause I had some tests ran. Um, 
and it was a milder one, like I was saying. What's crazy about that heart attack is, so I had just got done speaking at a leadership conference. I was in the airport, speed walking to my gate. I was running a little bit behind. And I got this crazy sharp pain in my chest. I had no idea what it was. And it went away after about 45 to 60 seconds. And I was just like, hmm, that was weird. But being 34, never experienced. You don't expect that, right? I'm not thinking that was a heart attack. I mean, I'm if like, you're 60, you're like, take me to the hospital. Yeah. Let's go. But in that, I'm like, well, my breathing might have just been a little bit off. You know, we're in Denver at the ele elevation, right. something. Maybe I was... I wasn't breathing properly, caused the pain. But what happened was my heart, so I had the mild heart attack, but my heart grew from the good side to the bad side. The part that had blood flow, it, re, it routed blood flow to the part that was cut off. Really? Which they said saved me from going into heart failure and most likely dying. Wow. Yeah. I and know we, your heart could do that. Yeah, I know. And we saw that when they went and put the first stint in because when they put you into the cath lab and they're looking at your heart, they're shooting the dye, they can see it. Right. So my heart literally like your, your body will do amazing things to save, to save you. That's unbelievable. It is. And when I heard that, I was like, man, my heart freaking rocks. You know? <laughs> it's like, thank you. Like, I'm a beast. Yeah. But man, the second one, it was a, it was a freak accident kind of thing. So a, it was a, a year and a day after getting the first stint put in. It was wow. April 4th, 2021, Easter, beautiful day. A buddy of mine, him and a, another friend asked me to come work out with them. So I drive to go work out at the Lifetime that they were at about half an hour from the house. And we hit a leg workout, cool. Then they wanted to go play basketball. So we go downstairs. We were just supposed to play like a shooting game and stuff. And because I was like 242 pounds, I was wow. putting a lot of weight on to then cut for summer. And I was not in basketball shape. And I had low top shoes on, prone to rolling my ankles. And But I grew up playing basketball. So I was like, you know, let's do it. And the whole time we're playing, I'm huffing and puffing. But I'm thinking it's just because I'm out of shape. Right. But then after we get done playing, we're on the bleachers just talking, catching up, you know, more about life and business because they do some great things. And uh, it's actually, he's the one that invited me to speak in Dubai. I spoke for him in, in Miami a couple Thank months you. ago. That's awesome. Yeah. But I'm noticing that my heart rate and my breathing haven't calmed down. And after 10 minutes or so, you should be back to normal. Right. But I'm like, I, wa I wasn't back to normal. Still having a hard time breathing. So I walk out the door and I start getting some symptoms. Um, have a, a headaches coming, right? I get a headache. My arm is starting to go numb. I'm getting some pains in my chest and I'm having, I'm still having a hard time breathing. So we wow. get in the car, we're driving back to the house, the person that I was with and like five or so minutes into it, I'm still having the issue. All the symptoms are getting worse and worse. Right. Remember the first heart attack, it went away immediately. Right. So I said, something is not right. And she's like, does it feel like when you had your first heart attack? And immediately I was like, no, it doesn't. And then I, I thought about it for probably five to 10 seconds. And I'm like, you know what? It actually does. I want to go to an urgent care. Like I, I got to go somewhere. Right. And so she was like, let's go. And thankfully, man, just how everything played out is it, it's phenomenal. It is definitely a God thing. Okay. Uh, it was, so I was living in Austin, Texas at the time. And because it was Easter, there was no traffic. And if you right. know anything about Austin, Texas, I know you were there recently, I'm yep. pretty sure. Yep. The traffic is insane it's crazy. out there. Yeah. It's crazy. So there's no cars on the road. So I get my, my phone out, get on Apple Maps, look it up. I get to an urgent care in five minutes. Dude, and crazy, this is another crazy thing. So I find out that if, you, if you're having a heart attack, this is good for viewers, if you're having a heart attack and you go to a regular urgent care, mm -hmm. they cannot do anything. 
Right. They either send you to the ER or they call an ambulance for you. Right. The one that I selected was an ER urgent care. Really? Yeah. And there's not a lot of them. Right. So I went to an ER one because obviously they were able to do what they needed to do. Otherwise, they would have sent me in, in another direction. Right. So I walk in. The guy's like, how can we help you? I said, man, I'm pretty sure I'm having a heart attack right now. And this part's always fun. He's like, can I see some ID? And I had actually left my wallet in the car. So I'm having a massive heart attack right, right. now, right? So I got to go back outside and time is ticking. So I have to go back outside. I get my wallet. I bring it in, give them my ID. And they did have the decency to let me handle the paperwork later. Nice. Um, yeah. So they bring me into the into the back and they get an EKG hooked up to me. And bro, I will never forget the look on the doctor's face when he was reading what it was showing him. And he looked at me. He said, man, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're suffering a severe heart attack right now. Like. And no, it, <laughs> well, in my mind, I'm, I was just, the mind is so powerful. I'm like, man, in, in my mind, I'm like, doctors, just, they exaggerate. I've already had a heart attack. I was fine. I'll be out of here in 45 to 60 minutes. Like, that's right. what I was thinking. And it's what, what's funny is I actually was out of there in 45 to 60 minutes or so. It just wasn't how I envisioned it. Right. And so this part, so they lay me down. Dude, so I, and if you're ever in the situation, which I pray that you're not, but anybody, if you're ever in the situation, don't do this, what I'm about to tell you. So I grab my phone, I text my mom. Mind you, we lost my little brother. My little brother passed away a, a few years ago. I'm sorry. And to hear that, that. Yeah, no, it's okay. And that, I appreciate it. That was my, so I'm my mom's only son left, right? Only right. child. And uh, I said, Mom, I'm having a massive heart attack right now. And I put my phone down. And I just didn't even pick my phone up at all. So you could just imagine like from a parent's perspective, especially a mother, like what she must have been thinking, like right. what on earth? And then my phone's away. So there's no more texting. Right. And, uh, and so they're giving me, the nurses are giving me stuff to chew and to swallow and I'm communicating with them. Okay. The pain is back. Okay. It's, I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay. The pain is back. I'm feeling a little bit better. And then it, dude, it got to a point where I literally felt myself about to die. Really? Like I felt my breathing just lessening and just my, I just really, I couldn't breathe much. And, and then it just hit a point where I was like, y'all got to do something. Please help me. God, please help me. And then I flatlined my heart stopped, had no pulse. Um, I was out for a bit and then I hear Jason, Jason, like I, I hear it. So I can't open my eyes or move my body, but I hear them saying my name and everybody asks if I had an out of body experience and I probably could have made something up and been on Oprah or something, but I did not. <laughs> it's like I went to sleep. Everything went black. Right. And I hear them saying my name. And then finally I can open my eyes and I still can't move my body. I open my eyes. I turn my head. The doctor's like, or the person who was to the right of me said, welcome back, sir. She just saved your life. And I'm, when you die and you come back, like I had a hundred percent blockage at my widow maker, which people don't survive that. It's right. the widow maker. That's why it's, it, it's, it's called it, it creates widows. Right. And so, that's the left side of your heart. That's the LAD. And that part of your heart is responsible for funneling your whole body of blood flow and oxygen. And I learned all of this afterwards. And so when that's 100% cut off, your body's not getting blood flow or oxygen, right? right? So 
I was, it was like you're really, really, really drunk when you wake up. It's like, what is going on? She just saved your life. I'm like, huh? And I'm just like, you just saved my life. Kind of dumbfounded and still trying to figure out what's going on. Right. And I'm like, thank you. You know, like, thank you so much for saving my life. And what's crazy about that lady, there's just so many pieces. There's so many things. That's cool. That just make you think. Right. So Debbie was her name. And Debbie only works at that urgent care, that ER urgent care, a couple times a month. Normally, she works at the ER at the hospital, and she specializes in heart attacks. Wow. So she was there that day, and she was the one. She defibbed me where they do the Yeah. and she did CPR, and she brought me back. And so, yeah, and I found that out because I I met up with her a couple weeks uh, after. But wow. yeah, so so they they bring me back, you know, and I thank her. And they had a squad of paramedics ready, and they lifted me up. They put me on the stretcher, and they got me into the ambulance. Got me to the hospital. They prepped me for probably ten minutes. They were fast, man. And uh, then they put me back into the cath lab, and they put a stint in. They wow. put the largest stint in. So come to find out, the first stint that I had, it wasn't all the way in. That's Be- sketchy. Because I had a hundred percent blockage, it's very difficult for them to get in. You have to be very careful going through when it's a hundred percent block. Because if you hit an artery wall, it can cause internal bleeding and, and kill you. But right. because they already had a line to go through, because I already had one, they followed the same path and put the largest stint they had. Wow! And dude, like, and then I spent three days in ICU. That's another thing. Died on wow. Easter. I got released on the third day. No damage to my heart and pump function normal, as if nothing happened. Wow. Yeah, bro. You don't hear that. You do not hear that at all, especially with the Widowmaker heart attack. I Dude, mean, that's it's, crazy. The percentage of people that survive is 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 wild, man. Yeah, I've so. heard like the survival is super low, but then you have to like like transplant. Like they're like, or you, your like, you you go you go deaf in an ear, you right. can't see, or like part of your cheek is you know, just something, something happens. Yeah, something. And it's literally like. It's like the dark night, so I didn't have a shirt because they took it off at the urgent care uh, to get the EKG on me, so I didn't have it. So I literally walked out the hospital with the gown on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> literally like the dark, the Joker in the dark night when he's like cruising around with the gown. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. Dude, that's crazy. That's an unbelievable story. It is. Right? Like it, there's so many parallels there. Like, Man, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So what do you think has been, been the biggest change since – your heart attack. Well, I realize how precious life is. We all think we we realize and it's like, oh, you know, we have one life to live. And But most people's mindsets are like, we all have these things and ideas that we want to do and pursue, but it, usually it's a someday or right. a one day. But the problem with that is someday is not a day. One day is not a day because people just think they have all the time in the world. Right. And that was something that really hit me. And then boom, I start writing the book and become a best-selling author. I had always wanted to get into real estate, but for some reason I never got into it because it's like, I didn't know the process. So maybe I was just overthinking it, but it's right. like, I partnered up with somebody so simple. Right. Right. And I did one deal and now I'm in another deal. And it's right. like, okay, well, I could have started that a long time ago. Right. And I'm just, I'm, I'm acting on things that I just always thought about beforehand. Right. And I'll tell you, man, ever since the addiction and beating, it's been two years and four months that wow. I've been clean from the addiction. And I talk about it all over and I never realized how much people suffer from addiction out there. Oh, I mean, it is so common 
it was just mind-blowing. And so now, man, I'm just on a mission to tell my story all over and just be that light to people's darkness and encourage them that, like, if I can beat it, you can too. Heck yeah. So your, uh, you know, last time using was basically when you were at the hospital. So that is incorrect. Really? It is. I slipped up one other time. After the major? After the major. Oh, Jason. I know. And, and I'll tell you, it's just, it's like this justifying or one more time or I can get away with it. And after the first heart attack and in between the second heart attack, I would dabble for sure. Not a ton, but I would still do it. Right. And yeah, after the second heart attack, there was one incident where I did, and it was supposed to be just a little bit, but I always had a problem. Right. And so I, I did a lot. I didn't sleep that night. And I actually felt as if I was about to die. I'm not even exaggerating. Really? Like I felt myself fading away and I was by a beach. So I walk out into the beach. Uh, obviously, I don't have shoes on and I do like do some grounding, right? I get into the water and I'm just sitting, I'm standing there. And I was like, God, I don't know what is happening right now, but I promise you. And I had said this before, but right. I truly meant it this time. Right. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now, but if you make this go away, I will never touch the stuff again. And I haven't touched it since that day. Really? That's amazing, man. Like addiction is so hard. And it, dude, it, it dude, is mindset, man. Like mind over matter on that yep. is is everything because yeah. your body craves it right man like I, your mind i still has, think about it i'll, really? I'll be 100 transparent there are days like i will still think about it and i love ed Mileto, you know the power of one more right because i used to have a mindset of i'll just do it one more day i'll do it one more day right because I, then i won't do it anymore like that's right. where i would be but I, I knew that I was going to do it again. But that's what I would tell myself. And now it is it is truly the the one more day of not doing it. Wow. And I've had a few times where I almost slipped up. But then I said, if, if I slip up, then I cannot authentically and powerfully speak about how I beat it. Right. And now I have to start that two years and four, I, whatever it was, like if it was two years at that time or a year and a half, like I have to start over. Right. Now I've been clean for a day, right? And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right. And plus all the fentanyl going around. And I mean, you do it one time and you're done. Right. And and for me, I mean, even just having the heart situation with two heart attacks, it's just I value my life more than I value that. And I will never, ever touch it again, ever. No, I love it, man. Ever. And that, that's, do you think there's parallels in in having that mindset strength and like what you've been able to do, accomplish in business? Because like I've met a lot of people that have beat addiction or beat things like that, where they're like, look, like this business stuff and like this life stuff is like, that's nothing compared to your whole body. Like there's a big difference between like really wanting something. Like, I really want a Rolls Royce or like yeah. I really want something, right? Like that's Me your too. mindset, I'm right? Calling it, man. I, woo, COVID. But when you get addicted, yeah. your body wants it. Yeah. Right. You're like, there's feelings involved. There's emotions right. involved. There's, there's the social side to it. There's like, there's so much that goes into addiction. Like I, I'd have to imagine that there's some like, like some strength in mind there that you've been able to be like, Hey, if I can beat that, I can do anything for sure. But it's also like that energy in intensity is like, I was so disciplined and doing the wrong things. Like I was so good at it that I died. Right. Right. So let's on the flip side, if I can be so disciplined on doing the right things right. and focusing on the right energies and doing what I know to do, what would that side of life look like? Right. Are you, when you do something, are you pretty extreme? I am in, I'm an extremist. I'm like, like, you, know, you, look, yeah. you look amazing. So uh, I was going to say, you. if you work I out, am, you're going to work out. Yeah. Like I know you're I shredding. 
Awesome. Or you, you know, you were shredding on social media and dude, you got lean. Yeah, I got super lean. Yeah. yeah. I am an extremist and it, it can be great as long as you are doing things correctly. Yeah. Dude, when I did my bodybuilding competition, I was a super extremist. Yeah, but that's, that's you. But, and and that's, that's why you've had so much success in right. your life. But, you know, and then flip side, it's almost why, you know, I did code and different things because I was doing stupid stuff yeah. and taking the wrong extremists. things. Like extremists, right? And we're both Jason, yeah. so that's Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like my, uh, my brother-in-law was, and it was in 21 too. Oh, wow. It was March of 21. I didn't know that. That yeah. was a no, no, month actually, before. Actually, no, 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 no. Why do I think it was 21? It was March of 2018. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, But, dude, it was it was crazy. And like I was joking, my brother-in-law, bodybuilder, and he's always like, dude, like one foot in the grave, baby. And I'm like, hey, two feet knee deep, baby. Let's yeah. do it. Two feet yeah. knee deep. Your waist deep? Almost dying. Almost. Almost yeah. dying. But let's it's win. No hey, fun. got first place and that, you know, that was that. And yeah. A couple of days later, it all blew up my face yeah. <laughs> and I've never been, I mean, I'll never be the same. Um, you know, I'll, as I'll far start. as how shredded you were? Um, um, health wise, like I have stage four oh. kidney disease. That's not going away. I have liver disease, heart disease, everything. And know. what was that from? Uh, rhabdo. I got really, really bad rhabdo. What's rhabdo? I don't uh, know. Rhabdomyolysis is when your blood basically comes toxic um you when you get so lean that your body starts burning muscle wow. so it starts clogging your kidneys um and you know when nothing's going through your kidneys i'll do it so it happens a lot in like and when people never work out they start to work out like crazy uh-huh. or kind of like a, a lot of bodybuilders happen when they do bodybuilding stuff and they're super shredded like i have one guy he's uh um probably one of the best bodybuilders in the history of the earth he's mr o everything he got he got uh had some some issues with it because he was super super lean bodybuilding but then you go do activities and all of a sudden your body's like what the heck just happened yeah and so it starts to burn muscle real quick because it's not going to burn its fat reserves because it doesn't understand what's going on gotcha uh happens a lot in like police academies and military you know basic training because you're taking it's like nothing too extreme yeah or, yeah or getting so lean like i it's not good for your body to get that lean i was i i went in a bod pod and in about one percent yeah fat. that's i mean that's like no. that dude i was taking <laughs> well i was taking like what weren't you taking? i'll just taking. <laughs> i'll just say i was taking the most dangerous drug in the world yeah that i compounded myself yeah. and when i tell some people especially these guys and you know uh, the mr olympia the guys that i know and stuff they cannot believe, believe that i put that in my body there's been more cases of people dying from it than there have been living Crazy. and you can't did you, you know that at the time of taking hell yeah you're like, screw it. I, I got to win this which competition. Is, which is stupid, dude. I had a beautiful wife and an ex-wife and a baby on the way and just ruined my entire life. Like, I'll, I'll need transplants. I'll never be the same. Now, I can't do, like, heavy training because my body goes back into rhabdo all the time. Interesting. Um, there's every so time much, I fly, like, coming out with medicine now, though, you don't think. Try, there's stem cell treatments and stuff like that. Have you tried, you know, tra- they're, have they're you tried super, them? super expensive. I'm, I'm working on um, working with, uh, actually, I have uh, Gary Brecka yeah. from 10X. Yeah, 10XL. Uh, he yeah. called me or shot me a text and was like, hey, yeah. bro, I've heard you've been doing some some of these things. Let's let's chat. So there are things like that. So, I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm trying to combat, but it sucks because I can't work out like I used to. Every time yeah. I fly, I have to, dude, I'm freaking have to wear compression socks because my legs start to swell Damn, and my, my heart starts to have a hard time. I didn't, I didn't know fluid. that. Oh, dude, That's... I hide it from everybody. I mean, if, dude, if I'm flying well, with now you, now the world knows. Yeah. I mean, don't look at my feet because I have compression socks on with my Yeezys. <laughs> That's, That's wild, <laughs> but it's just, man. it's unfortunate, but you know, I've been able to same as you, like take those principles of like, Hey, I'm willing to do anything and die. Right. And it's like now. Like, how can I flip that in my life? Like I, you know, I ruined a, you know, a marriage and you know, the, uh, the family aspect came out. How, if I can take an extreme, like how can I extremely like 
take that building my relationship with my current wife or business or anything like that. Like right now, what the hell that I'm going through at the dealerships, like I'm all in like, yeah, like my, 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 I won't say my health, but like my workout regimen's kind of taking a backseat to everything I have going on right now. Cause I'm working 12 to 14 hours a Andy day. And he wouldn't be happy about that. All right. I know he wouldn't, I know he wouldn't, <laughs> but he did say that one time say? he was working so hard that he didn't go to the gym for 30 days. And I was for like, 30. Yeah. Dang. I was like, I'm hitting like maybe a couple times a week right now or just trying to, That's trying at least to better than nothing. But, yeah. yeah. But you know, I'm just trying to, you know, work through it. And it's also hard. I just had a baby. Yeah, so it's for like, sure. you know, now no I feel, sleep. Right. Yeah. Struggling. And now like in the morning, I feel guilty leaving my wife and like I get to hold the baby because it's maybe the only time I see her for right. a while. I travel in a ton. Like I'm gone for, you know, I'm gone so much and that sucks too. But you just have to, you have to, she most unbelievable human being in the world. Like she's my biggest I fan. I love it, man. She is like, Hey, do your thing. Like I, like I was planning on going to Disney with him last week, you know, during the week. Last minute, she was like, hey, you stay here. You handle your stuff. You meet us Friday night. So That's I, important, I, I, too, like, that yeah. she understands and supports what you're doing. And she understands that it's for the bigger picture and for the family. For sure. So it's great to have support like that. And before, like, my other relationship, I didn't really have that maturity where I could, well, I y'all were I could young talk too. to her about that. Yeah, yeah, I was, like, 22. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I look at myself, and I think, like, man, me at 22? Golly. Right? Right? Did I, man. I'm only 29. 22 yeah. wasn't very, very long I, ago. Yeah. But it's just, dude, life, life is crazy. And, you know, like you were talking about before, like it's, you, you have this plan, you have this, everything that you want to do and accomplish. And sometimes there's just that like life, like event that just changes, like really what you want to do. Like, moment, your purpose. like yeah. if you could have talked to your 22 or 23 year old self or like right in the middle of addiction, would you have told yourself and like, Hey dude, you're going to be a best selling author. You're going to be a speaker all over the place. You're going to be like feeding into people's lives and helping There's them meet addiction. There's no way. I would have laughed at that. Dude, it, and it's amazing that you've been able to use those like like problems or like whatever. you whatever. So you could bring someone like the same situation. Like you're doing, like you you beat addiction. You yeah. had a, two heart attacks. Two heart one attacks. major heart one attack, major, right? Yep. And all the things you've gone through and you're using that as fuel of why you want to do what you do and and help the greater good for That's humanity, correct. right? You can be the same person. Maybe, you know, it's going to be very unique. We can go look for them that had addiction, had two heart attacks, everything that you're going through and say, okay, this is why I can't do it. Correct. This is why I'm homeless. This is why I'm never going to be anything. This is why I can't be successful. This is why, 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 why? And, you're, and it's just a mindset. It is. Because, I mean, going through those things, like you could have caved and been like, well, like I hate life or screw this or screw that or even gotten mad like, I'm like, why God, why'd you do this to me? And then shy away from that. And like, now I have coronary artery disease for the rest of my life. And this is just who I am. And right. talk about, like, just tell myself all these stories right. that aren't really true. I'm just fabricating things. Right. But now when you have the opportunity to say, hey, this is an opportunity oh, yeah. for me to have a platform. Yeah. No. Would you have picked this? Probably not. Probably not. No. Right. But hey, use it to your advantage. Like you're. Like, this is the cards that I will find it. I created. I shouldn't say this. These are the cards that I was dealt because again, it 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 is a result of the choices that I made. Right. But now I'm playing the hand, and I do everything right. in my God given ability to take care of my health as optimal as possible. Right. I've done stem cell treatments. I'm going to do more. Um, 
I actually got linked with this doctor who does special IVs that help flush your arteries. Wow. Like just, I'm getting it. I'm doing a lot of things and I am a lot more in, in tack with doing cardio and because of the cardiovascular health and, right. and my diet's a lot better than it ever was. Not that it was bad, but I limit the bad things that I put into my body. Right. No, I, I, yeah. I love that. Dude, I've, my diet's been a disaster. I, like I, I think I think I'm averaging like maybe six, seven hundred calories a day. Some wow. some days I'll hit like nothing. Like I'll just be like, oh, I'm just gonna fast today, whatever. Like I'm just, dude. My nails are like cracking because I'm so malnutrition. Like I've lost thirty five pounds in the last. Well, we're gonna talk about yeah, that. I know, dude, afterwards. I, I met with my trainer yesterday, and he's like, bro, I don't know. I'm get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but uh, but dude, it's just like talking about extreme. Like I, yeah. I like I talk a lot about this podcast. Like people think, you know, I hope you don't think I'm perfect, but like I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. Like it's just full like being honest is like, or yeah, like I'm imperfect. Man. Right. Like I'm so sold out to the cause of saving this company and saving everything I got going on, dude. And I've been having actually a blast doing it that I'm like, nothing else matters except my wife, baby and, and kid, uh, you know, just fan look, whatever. And like every extra minute I have is spending time with them. But, and that's why it's like, I almost feel guilty going to the gym. Now I, I need to do need to take care of myself. Like I go on, I try to go on walks. Like when I travel, yeah, that's good. Um, you know, I try to take time for myself when I travel because then I don't feel as guilty or like, and I wouldn't even say feel as guilty. I just, I, I want to spend time with my family. Right, right? that's like, great. I'm not, I guess I'm not going to say I'm guilt tripped into it. I choose to do that. But you're like, dude, I just can't wait for the day that I get to actually have a, like a regimen and get to go to go and have a normal day. Cause every time I think it's a normal day, I wake up to massive amount of emails of just disaster. And I'm like, well, whole day blew up. You know, like today, I, you know, the whole day blew up today, but you know, it is what it is, but it's just having that, that mindset. Like you, like, dude, I like, if I can get through, like, I think like, I, I don't know, like, I think about you a lot because my man, like he had all these that. things going through him. Like if I, like, I can't imagine like waking up and like my whole body wants something. And so I can just, you know, if he beat it, my mindset's got to be stronger and I can say, okay, I can, I can take on the day. Cause all it is, is just stuff, right? Surface level stuff. Man, and I funny cause I think about you and I'm like, I got to get there. Cause you've done some incredible things, man. Thank and you. I do have to give you credit. And we were talking about it uh, before we started the podcast, but not a lot of people open up about the things that are not that that aren't going well in their life. And like if their business is falling apart, they just don't talk about it and they promote how everything is incredible. And I think it's awesome that you are showing people that you're real and that you go through major trials and tribulations and what you're doing to bring yourself out of that. Right. No, thank I, you. I think that is incredible, bro. And uh, it is just so relatable, especially in these times right now, because a lot of people are getting laid off. A lot of people are dealing with adversity right now, like major adversity. Right. I just saw uh, a, a post earlier. Uh, one and a half million exotic cars will be repoed this year. Wow. A million and a half. Wow. Yeah, so people are going through it, but yeah. they just don't talk about it. No, dude, no one, no one talks about it. And, you know, even, even like I've gotten a lot of really good feedback yeah, from I some bet you a have, lot man. of prominent people that they're it's, going through something. Like, dude, I'm going through the same thing. I'm like, they still don't talk about it. Now, you know, like it's not a requirement. Like, it, you know, it's definitely, definitely not a requirement, not a requirement but, like, but I, it shows people that you're human, man. And it, people will relate to you. Right. And that's I, why I your views are going people. up. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to help people because, dude, life, there is a, there is an ugly side to entrepreneurship. Hell yeah. Like, you is. think, like, oh, you know, and, like sometimes, like, even in, even in, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in network marketing that's not talked about, but, like, yeah. is, is it required? Yes. Does it, is like, 
if if the life you want is that life, then you have to go That's a through part some of things, it. Right? You have to. It's maybe not talked about a lot, but when you're getting in the grind, it's like then you go talk to your upline, maybe your mentor, or whatever, and be like, right. "Hey, I'm going through all this. Hey, they went through the same thing, right? Like, there's just like you talk about the good. Like we were talking about the book, Good, good to Great. great. Yeah. Every big business goes through something. Every big business basically claim bankrupt. And every know, big distributor, every high up person, right. like you were saying, they've all been through Gone it. Gone through the ups and downs. Nobody is safe. Dude, my mom and dad were one of the largest distributors still in the history of the I world. And yeah, they got terminated by their business. Yeah, and after 15 years of being like the yeah, top. For 25 years. 25, 25 years of being the top of the business, they get terminated. And it's a big business. Big, big business. business. Yeah, their business was bigger than most of the businesses corporate wise in the world in the world yeah right they're their distributorship so yeah. it's it's just you go through the ups and downs but it's the mindset like dude as a kid when that happened to my mom and dad we didn't even know yeah because they just boom my dad well, they were dad just taught, man, their mindsets were so powerful they've trained their mindsets and i talked about this on a post earlier that i put up but it's not the things that come your way and the problems and the trials and tribulations that come your way that break you, it's the fact that you're not ready for it. Right. That's right. how it is for most people. That's so true. When yeah. you work on your mindset and you're ready for it, it's like, okay, problems are opportunity for growth. I always say they're growth opportunities, right? Right. And so the more problems you get and you solve, you grow, and now you can step into a new way of being and you'll attract more into your life. It's it, right now is such a big time for that because yes. dude, especially in my industry, do we just, especially and in, and in like, you know, network marketing and a lot of industries, we just came through the best time ever, right? Like dude, ever. COVID time, the oh, pandemic, yeah. 2020, oh, yeah. 2021, bro, my business, I leveled up four times. Wow. And just two years, like wow. we, the company grew by over a billion dollars each year. Wow. We had so much success. Wow. It's crazy. But those times i wish that i would have had more maturity yeah i wish i would have had the uh, old man wisdom saying hey remember back in this time when that happened and you know what goes up must come down or hey be be like hey warren buffett when times are good he's holding right right yeah. times are bad he's buying yeah. right and it's like because he's hell i did the opposite he he had i the bought money. everything yeah. for a premium during covid We've too, lost bro. millions, yeah, like millions because of it. And now oh, everybody's buying our assets for freaking nothing, literally for free, dollar, right? Basically. And so I wish I would have been, you know, old man wisdom, right? In the good times, I didn't learn much. You um, never learn during right? the good times. Because it's, it's good. always in the bad times the bad that times you, times learn, you learn, right? right? But a lot of people, they make the same mistakes. Right. Like they, they, they thought they learned because they heard it. But there's a difference between hearing something and actually it right. sinking into that mind, and you truly learn from your, you truly learn from your mistakes. I like what you said earlier. You're playing the hand that you have. Yeah, right? a lot of people think that they can manipulate someone else's hand, or they have a hand and they're like, "Oh, I can control them." You know, everything else. Well, you control what you can control, right? That's you it. play the hand that you have, right. and if you think that you're better than the mark, like you think that you're better than the things. Now, there's unicorns out there, but quite often you get your teeth kicked in because you think that you're better than you are. Case in point, me. Yeah. I thought I was better than I was. Then I would get around these old RV dudes that are freaking, you know, flying in on their jets and all this stuff. And I'm like, look at me, dude. I'm freaking 27 doing all this stuff. And they're stuff. like, you have so much to learn. They're like, you're the Jedi. biggest dumbass in, yeah. the, in this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm freaking just as big as you. Like, I'm talking shit. Like, I'm saying, in 15 years, you've never been able to hit 100 million. And they're like, just you wait. Just wait, right? Just you wait. And I'm like, instead of being, you know, a, a driver to revenue, I should have been a driver to pro profitability, right? Yep. And I'm always like, well, when you're growing, you're the least profitable, and then we'll level out. Well, 
yeah, that didn't work that out. Didn't so, yeah. you know, it is what it is. We, we, we freaking get through it and it's like just major opportunities to get better. You will Dude, 100% get through it. We will literally have the greatest company on the way like, through this. Then I, dude, we I are getting so it. dialed into what we're doing. And that's like with like a lot of people, like with what you got going on there, you're going through trials and tribulations. It's like major trials and tribulations yeah. myself. Yeah. Yep. 10 times better on the other side. Yeah. And when you're, when you're going after massive things in this world, that's just, that's, it's the formula, right? Like there, like I said earlier, nobody's safe. It's going to come. And what do you do about it? Right. You got to welcome, do you retreat and run from it and go have a pity party? Or is it like, okay, let's figure this, the, the heck out and, uh, and rise above the best saying, like the way I can put it is that you play the game two ways. You can play it not to lose, or you can play the game to win. To win, right. And I looked at my like my team not too long ago. I was like, we're going to stop being passive. We're going to play to win. Attack. I'd rather I'd rather die trying Amen, and bro. fight and punch and do whatever I got to do until the bell rings and beyond and whatever happens than to say, hey, we're just going to try not to lose. Yeah, no, you leave I, it all on the table. You do every single thing that you possibly can right. to succeed and help everybody around you. For sure. And, dude, you have such a great heart, man. You truly care about people and you... I mean, it's culture camp. Like, you create a specific culture. Yeah, it helps you win, but that culture is also helping everybody win within the company. Right. And people understand that. Um, means a lot, man. I mean, my goal is for, again, an all-win situation. Like, yes. I want everybody. And, you know, does that mean it's perfect? You don't, you don't, like. It's never get, perfect. Yeah, people get confused. Like, oh, that means we can't ever let people go because then they lose. No, because then, it, you know, it's a winning culture, Right. right. You got to have that winning culture first and foremost, and then you got to create that environment. Like you said, do that, like, you can't control what others do. You right. got to control what you can control. And there's going to be people that come in, and unfortunately, they're cancerous yep. to the culture. Yep. And cancer will kill the culture, right? As cancer does with people. Exactly. And so right when it starts to form, exit time. Get them out. Maybe it's, one chance. I don't know how you operate, but it's like one conversation. Yeah. Uh, this is your one warning. Yeah. Love to have you, but. Not at the expense of the company. Right. I had a vendor this last week send an email out that I didn't like. They didn't get a second chance. Done deal. Done yeah. with them. Hey, as of October 31st, our contract is done. Done deal. And they're like, well, you got this expense. You got to pay for this and pay for that. Look, you got two options. I either sue you for slander and defamation. Right. Or you just let me out of my contract. Option A, option B. It's up to you. You choose. Yeah. They picked option B and we're good. Dang. So they, and must, have, they must have done some shady yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, they just did some stupid, completely uncalled for. They kind of said sorry about it, but the way, just the fact that their mindset went to sending an email like that. You're like, like, that no. means that you're a specific kind of person exactly. because you're going to say that to me and talk to me that way. So you don't value what we have here. Exactly. That's I'm not, not interested hey, anymore. We make our vendors adhere to a culture and right. our culture statement, our culture card, our vision of values. Hey, you know, we just don't work with you. And there's other vendors out there in the world. And right. I was, Tons. I was thinking that I wasn't going to keep you anyway. <laughs> and just, definitely solidify the fact that i'm not going to keep you so you just move on like i don't know if you ever watched the tv show suits dude are you kidding me did Bro. you see that show by the way i've seen every episode uh at, they have another episode or a season i just learned this yesterday really on peacock yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm don't don't say that. I'm, I, I'm, i haven't I'm, watched it i'm uh, i'm just know, when mike gets out of prison so oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. they logged 18 billion hours dude, watched the number on one show. tv show watched like, ever right now dude it's so good though but dude i'm acting like dude i'm, I'm not even kidding this i thought about going to law school this, dude, me too. <laughs> like, so yeah. every time that i deal with my uh, attorneys i end yeah. up creating the case and a fighting for myself because and they don't even using them 
Every time my attorney's That's like, funny, are you sure bro. you don't want to be an attorney? I'm like, why? They're, and these are big corporate attorneys. The guy's Man. like, look, I'm going to retire. If you get your degree, I think I can get you. That's a, funny, like, I'm like, yeah. like, they're literally begging, trying to recruit me to come work for their it. firm. Because he's like, you argue. They call me on cases. Hey, what would you do? If you what would you? <laughs> and they're and like, like top attorneys. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. kind of funny. And so I'm actually like, I, all the loss, you know, all the things we've ever had to do. And I'm like, Hey, pivot it like this and do this and do that and do this. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So just give it to him. Dude, it's kind of funny, funny, but Mike you know, Ross. like I love how, uh, yeah. Right. I've definitely, seen I, uh, I love how like Harvey operates and it's just like that do or he's die. Such a beast. He's like, one of my mindset. favorite characters. Oh yeah. All the time. Because and dude, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time watching TV shows. I really don't because time is money, man. And oh, for sure. Once it's we, the one thing me and my wife do while we're burping the baby. Yeah, we might get one episode a day just freaking burping the baby. But I've actually learned how to you can, be you a can person, learn, bro, right? 100%. Like I've, that show is great. I've learned how to be like, oh, and like I don't. It's kind of kind of crazy, you know. I I again try to spend a lot of time with my wife, and you know, she likes to watch it, and we it's just sit there and burp the baby, show. baby, and have a good time. And dude, let you it, have let a lot to watch, though. You got some good episodes. I got a lot. I'm just, dude, some... it's taking me. I watch like one episode a week, so it's like uh, it's taking one me forever. episode a week. Wow, okay. it's taking me a long time yeah. to get there. And I've been gone, and you know, she, I make she's strict rule she cannot watch it without but me. <laughs> so, uh, but it's just it's crazy how you know, but how I've been able to you know change from just certain situations and different things and, you know, adapt, right? Like they yep. say in the military, adapt or die. Adaptability. And yep. it, it, it's huge. Um, one thing I want to ask, man, is what is what is next for you? Dude, I've been trying to figure that out, if I'm being honest. Yeah? I will say that what brings me the most happiness and fulfillment is speaking and just coaching and helping people. And we've actually talked about this right. a little bit. That is, I was, I would say that I used to get high on drugs and now I get high on impact. Right. I love to speak and, and help people, man. I love that. Yeah. It, it really, it just, it moves me into a way like that. I just can't explain. I love that. And dude, you're an unbelievable speaker. I appreciate that. Like when I heard you at Rogue World, first time I heard you live Yeah. and I was like, dang, <laughs> this is a beast. I, I really appreciate it. And after doing TEDx, I have decided I've actually, I've been looking for an agent. I don't really know how to go about it, but I do. I want to find an agent and I want to start speaking. You know, I, I did a tour. I spoke for a bunch of high schools and I spoke for some middle schools. And of course, the things I talk to them are really about choices and circle of influence and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But dude, I just, it fires me up to go speak. I just, you can, you can see how I'm talking about oh, it. Yeah. it just, no, dude, you're smiling ear to man, ear. Man, right I got now. the banana smile, right. cheek, you know, ear to ear. But right. it just lights me up, man. And uh, that I'm going to really pursue that. I love that. TEDx, dude, so. I can't wait to, to see you speak more. Thank you, like, bro. I, I'm, I'm super, super excited for you, everything you got going on. And, you know, the projects you got going on and everything, dude. You're just, you're a, an unbelievable dude. You have a huge heart. I love that you say, like, you really do. Like, I can tell you get high on impact because- I do everything you've ever talked about is you helping people or how can we do this? How can we do that? How can we, and even with each other, like how can we level each other up? What can we do? Like how can we do this, do that? Like, you know, anything. And it's been just awesome. Awesome right. to be able to to connect with you. You know, everything happens for a reason. Thank I feel you, like connected Amen. for a reason for sure. And also yeah. encourage people to put yourselves in situations to win. For sure. Like I did a podcast for Travis. I'm sure you know, Travis, mm -hmm. he lives in Salt Lake. And then he invited me to an event that he had. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go check it out. And that's where I met Keaton. Mm -hmm. And then Keaton and I linked up and he's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then he had me, I, I went to the Limitless event. And then that's where I met Dusky. 
right. which is what got me to speak at Rogue World. And that's where I met you. Right. And now we're here. And then I spoke at Rogue World. And then the organizer for TEDx in Utah heard me speak, asked me to apply, mainly because of my story, right? That you don't have to die to decide to live. That's like my quote. He loved that. Right. And uh, it, it's just putting myself in situations to win like that's it's so crucial you gotta you gotta play to win and you gotta you do to win right? and a lot of people they don't do that they stay in their little bubble like you have got to get out and network what do you think is the biggest like what what piece of advice would you give someone to put yourself in put their the, put them in a position to win well it's like get around so figure out what you want to do and then get around people that are doing it to the level that you want to do it at. Right. And I love the like, if you can't afford to be in the room, be the dang bartender, right? You know, be the waiter, like get in the room, get around those people and then interact while you're there. Right. How do you interact with people that are, you know, those types of people like, you know, way leveled up than you? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you create those relationships? Like I get asked this a lot. Like, how do you even... Like, like, and it, one thing with me is like, how do you know so many people? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Just get around them. How, what do you talk about? I don't know. Just randoms. Like, well, I, yeah. And that's a great question. And I would say it's just, it's important to not be a taker. Right. It's important to, when you get around those people to see, like, if you can provide any value for them, but just be yourself. Right. Like, don't be all, you know, and I've done it with a couple of people, but I'm learning as I go. Like, can I take a picture and just like, hey, can I get your advice on this? Like, that they get that by everybody. Right. So maybe after you establish a relationship, you can have those conversations, but just go be cool, calm, and collective with people because they're humans just like everybody else. Right. No, it's These so like true. high profile level people, they don't want to be bombarded by all of the nonsense. Right. Just, Go be you. Just be you. Just and, and be like, you. That, and like, then, ask some questions about them. Like, right. Get to yeah. know people. Yeah. No, that's very true. Like yeah. I, you know, what would I, you say? Yeah. The same thing. Like, yeah. you know, me is just, I, you get around, I'm, you're I'm, around a, you know, a lot of dude, people. I know, dude. I know a lot of people, but I'd say you're one of the people that knows and you're connected with more than I am. Dude. I feel like I know everybody. You, you, you like really there, do. You really there are do. so <laughs> many people that I could be like, oh, like, you know, like sometimes when you go to like the you know, jazz game, when you go tonight, there'll be people like, hey, hey, and I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, on? everybody, bro. And I love it, man. But it's just because like, I would joke with people like, hey, you know, can I do Because people ask me like, can I do anything for you? Like, um, one, you could, you could, we can have a friendship. That's all I ask for. And two, um, maybe buy a trailer. Like, right. I don't really know what I need from you. Right? Yeah, like, or, it's just so it's funny. I went to a real estate event and one of my best friends is a top builder in Dallas. And we went to this huge thing and uh, it was red suit. Red oh, suit. Yeah. Scott. yeah. Scott. It was last weekend. Yeah. Last weekend. Yeah. 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 yeah so I, I brought my buddy with me. He came with me and uh, a topic came up about like people hitting him up and like, you know, taking him to lunch. And he's like, man, I don't like That's not my time is kind of too valuable. He, he wasn't trying to be like rude. Right. And this was just a hypothetical. And it's like, well, what would get you to focus on and, and give him your time? And he was like, bring me a deal. Right. Like bring me a solid deal. And then like, we could talk. Right. Yeah. That's true. Bring me a deal. Like yeah. be valuable to me as well. Right. Don't just like want to take me to lunch. And then pick my brain. I sit here and just tell you like how to go from A to B and win in real estate. Like it's, right. just, and, and he did it for my mom. So like he'll do it for certain people, but I'm also very close with him. Right. right? Like we've been brothers for like 20 years, more than half our lives. Right. So with me, it's different because he knows that I'm not just out here trying to get, get, get from him. Right. Like 
we'll go out and I'll pay for drinks, I'll pay for dinner, whatever it is. It's right. not all about him. It's a friendship. Right? It's a friendship. It's a brotherhood. Oh, it's a brotherhood. Exactly. Yeah, brotherhood. Like Andy That's always right. says, the brotherhood. It's a brotherhood, and, man. Exactly. And it's not a transactional relationship. And if it is transactional, that's okay. But you know that it's transactional, right? right? Like, like you invited me uh, to the jazz game tonight, right? So yeah. we're gonna go, and I'm like, all right. Well, before we go to the game, like I'm taking you, your wife. Like we're all going to dinner, right? You know, and uh, you're like, well, I appreciate it, but. But like you know that the good intentions are there. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, and like I was like, man, that was like super nice of him. Yeah. And I'm like, but you know, that, but like, we have dinner included. These seats so do include I'm like, dinner. All right. so. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I guess we'll do that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get you somehow. No, no, come, and, come dude, to and Dallas and yeah. And that's another you know piece of advice too is, is like if you do something for somebody or you like don't expect anything in return. Right. Right. Like it's like I that have that is so true. I have people in my life that are like, hey, remember that like you know that that do stuff for other people. And they, they're like, I got him. Yeah. I got him. And then there's, there's that like gentleman's IOU, right? But there's something where you use it to manipulate. And I've seen people use things where they do things for people on purpose and they use it from behind them when they need it like to manipulate them. That right? always catches you, oh, dude, you in the butt. And so then they're like, hey, like, can I do anything for you? And I'm like, hell no, because I see what you do to other people. Right. I don't want to be right in jail. through that. Like, and then I'm freaking tied to you for the rest of my life. Right. Because like, it's like you owe me. Like right. you're not doing it out of the kindness of your heart just to do it. Right. It's so what can I get from him in six months or whatever it is? Because I know I'm going to need something from him. Right. Maybe they want to buy an RV and they want like half off or whatever it is. But remember right. that time when I I did this for you it's like right. really right like oh no i'm good i'm good right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no so it's uh it's relationships are the most important thing and it's all Everything. about like who you know a really good quote good, good buddy of mine he's on this podcast greg woodfield um his grandpa i'll never forget this his grandpa said this to him and and, and then we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with this is he said be careful the value of four quarters and a hundred pennies are the same but the weight is completely different. That's so good. And I've never heard that before. Dude, it, I'm sure I'm botching the thing, but it's like, but he's like, be careful. You know, the, the weight, the weight or the value of a hundred pennies and four quarters is the same, the same, but the weight is, is not. And it's like, man, he's like, so I would rather have four quarters in my pocket that I know that I can always carry around. They're always with me. than a hundred pennies. That's like me down. have a tight circle. Yeah. That's right. Like, yeah. And it's, it's so, so important. So, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, it's brother. Been a great conversation. I appreciate it. Dude, I cannot it. wait to see what you do. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm like your biggest fan. Back at you, um, man. You know, again, like, you know, if I can ever do anything for you, please let me know. Um, where can people find you out? So my Instagram is at Tatted Prez. Tatted, like T-A-T-T-E-D-P-R-E-Z-Z-Z. Uh, have a website, www.jasonlnemis.com and Jason Nemis on Facebook. I love Tatted it, Prez on TikTok. I love it, man. Yeah, I love it. Appreciate it. Last thing I want to ask you is how do you define success? What's your definition of success? You know, it is a great question. But at the end of the day, and it might sound cliche, I would say having peace of mind. Right. Waking up, being happy, and, and having time freedom right in, in peace of mind because if it's only monetarily bro like you can have all the money in the world to be so unhappy right i mean more multi-millionaires and billionaires take their lives than really anybody right and so it's like if you have all the money in the world but you're extremely unhappy like i don't want that life like right. of course i want to have all the money but i also want to wake up and know that i'm doing good by the world that i'm i'm being of contribution and helping people out right. and making a difference. And I, I can rest my eyes at night knowing that I'm doing that. I love that. I, yeah. That's a great definition, man. I appreciate it. Jason, thank you so much, thank man. You, bro. This has been a, a, a real treat. 
If you like this episode, please go share it. Make sure you follow Jason on social media. Has amazing content. You got to follow him around. Watch him do the one thing about Jason. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. Yes, sir. And he's going to be speaking all around the world. I can't wait to see you in Dubai. I'm super jealous. Hey. Never been there before. I want to go there one day. Um, but make sure you like this episode. Share it. And we'll see you on the next episode of Culture Camp. Jason, thank you. Thank you. Later, y'all.